Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell and uh, Tell Dell Tuesday, and with us today, we have a guest, Ronald Spencer. Ronald is a real estate investor out of Dallas area, uh, but interestingly enough, he's purchased apartment complexes in the, let's see, Shawnee, Kansas area. And uh, so we'll have some interesting conversation today to see if that was a good idea or a bad idea and how that's working out for him. Also, to note, he's got 154 units, of which he's a lead investor in 34 of those units. He's also done 26 single-family houses. So he's got quite a um, broad uh, amount of training here in different areas. And we want to go ahead and pick his brain a little bit today. Welcome to the show, Ronald. Thank you, Dale. Let's start out, uh, get a little background on you. Tell us about yourself. What do you do? Where do you come from? And at what age did you start thinking entrepreneurially? Because I know you did some single-family houses before you came here. Well, actually, uh, so I started out uh, in a farming community in, in uh, Marshall, Missouri. Uh, it was, uh, I always tell people, I worked the bean fields for a dollar an hour with my cousin. So we, uh, we knew what the, the value of money was. Um, so I actually, just to, to skip ahead real, real quick, actually lifestyles is what led me into, uh, real estate. So I did have one house that I had lived in, in Austin, um, previously that I had turned into a rental, just kind of not by choice. Uh, just, I was moving jobs. So I just managed that one, but I really started turning it on in, I think, uh, late 2007. So it's been, I guess, right about 12 years ago is when I heard you on the radio. Steve was was uh, on the radio at that time. And that's when I could see the, the clouds forming, financial clouds, um, which we now know as the recession looking back were forming and I kind of, I, that was about the time that you had come up to Dallas with your radio show and everything gelled and, and uh, I think the timing was right. So except for the, my few uh, experiences 
helping my father do trash outs in the Kansas City metro, which completely turned my stomach for real estate. You know, I attribute all my success, all my training, all my experience to Lifestyles Unlimited. You know, I hear a lot of that, um, Ronald, about people whose parents owned a rent house by chance or by malady, basically. They had a problem with it, and they didn't like it. And so, or the kids, even if the parents liked it, the, the way the parents ran it was completely different than what we do. And so it was a lot of work and taxes and tenants and toilets and make readies and clean out and hands-on and the whole bit. And the kids get turned off by it. I, I hear that story quite often. My question was, what was it you had heard on the radio shows, or what was it that changed your mind about that? Because that's usually a deep-seated, hands-on opinion. In other words, you didn't just hear all this bad stuff. You witnessed it being done wrong. What got you over that? So, yeah, I, I guess it was a tale of, of two experiences. I, I had that, and I, I wasn't forced to, you know, do a whole lot of hard labor to where it just completely turned my stomach. But um, I had had a friend in high school. His family was deep into real estate, and, you know, he had the nice car. He had the nice stereo. You know, he had the, the nice, the good, I don't know if you'd say attitude, but he had a more carefree kind of attitude towards life. So I was exposed to the successful side of it from a social aspect of it. And then when combined with working every um, waking hour with my job, trying to schedule innovation, which is impossible for an engineer who's doing something that quite often has never been done before. Uh, you know, the, those two things just, and then the looming financial crisis seemed like it was an opportunity. So I would say from there were three, three prong attack kind of, got to me. So what were the first steps you took at that point when you started feeling the the pang or the ping or whatever it is to uh, do something different? What were the first couple steps you took to get around there? Because I know you've got you've got a lot of education. Uh, I noticed you even in the real estate training programs you went to that you put a lot of uh, value on training. Otherwise, you wouldn't have all these things behind your name. Uh, what what was your first step? How deep did you go in the education before you started taking action? So I, I actually started taking action uh, just listening to Steve and what he had to say on the radio at that, and you, uh, but it was more Steve at that time, uh, just listening to what you guys were saying and truly understanding it, taking it to heart, believing in it. And so I, I, I knew um, a realtor in the neighborhood, and I told her, you know what, I've heard these guys on the radio, and I think that there should be some foreclosures out there. I'd like to try this. So if you find something that, that is trashed and, and is, under, you know, priced under market, I'd like for you to feed it my way. I'd like to go look at it. And, and uh, that's what she did. So I had actually not joined Lifestyles at that time. I got my first foreclosure under contract. I think it was December 31st, New Year's Eve, 2007. And at that point, I said, oh, oh crap. <laughs> I I need to call Lifestyles Unlimited. I've, I've got to join so that I know how to do this right. And and I did. And at that time, got involved and, and, uh, and uh, did my first deal and 
the second and third and followed basically the lifestyles model to the T, the single family model. Uh, I believe wholeheartedly in this program. Uh, it, it, I think there, there have been, I have done way more things right than wrong, but I've done a few things wrong. And any time that I've done something that lifestyles told me not to do, I got burned. So for me, it's kind of a hundred percent correlation. What, what worked, you said I should do. What didn't work, you know, uh, you said I shouldn't do. Thinking back to when you took the two-day, what were the aha moments? You'd already stuck your toe in the water, so uh, you knew it was cold. You came, listened to two days' worth of information. What what stuck out to you as the big aha moment? I don't know. I think it, mainly it's just the confidence of hearing from people who've actually done it. You know, you, for me, I can, I can tell if a person is just... Um, given a sales pitch and they don't have truly have any real experience you know just like it's been said so many times it's it's true that so many of these programs out here just don't you know have people working for them that have never done it uh you've alluded to that as how lifestyles got got started and you know people can people are smart people can see through that and you you can just tell when when you're dealing with millionaires, you're, you can tell when you're dealing with people who have owned, you know, tens of houses, uh, apartment complexes, communities, as they want us to say these days, uh, who've dealt with all the issues that have come up and been successful at it. Okay, so um, let's talk about the single-family, multifamily split. And we've only got one minute that we're going to get drawn into a break here. So in a real quick answer, um, you came in owning a single family. Were you more interested in the single family information or did the multifamily information tweak your, your interest at all right when you came in the first time? So I didn't have much money. So for me, it was, it was clear I had to focus on single family. Uh, and my first, the deal that I'd already had, uh, turned into a rental by, not by choice was, I think it was either break even or slightly negative. So I wasn't running it really like a business, but I was looking forward. You know, I, I could see the, the writing on the wall. I could see the opportunity ahead of me. And I, I just wanted to put one foot in front of the other and follow the lifestyle model and replace my income. That's interesting that you weren't making any money. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but when we get back, we'll just discuss just on this one, then we'll move quickly forward. Did you overpay for this one, not having had the information on how to do this? Uh, or do you think that it was just that you weren't doing the operations correctly? Because most deals profited pretty much right from the beginning. We'll take yeah, a short okay. break. We'll be right back. We'll talk with Ronald Spencer and the Dell Wompson Radio Show. know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. 
Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Did you know that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways? Cash flow, money in your pocket each month, equity capture, the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map. Appreciation, real estate can increase in value over time. Equity buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month. And finally, the tax advantage. When done correctly, real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. At Lifestyles Unlimited, these are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Talk. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 1370, the right choice. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Ronald Spencer uh, out of uh, Dallas area who had purchased uh, some apartments up in Kansas area. And uh, before we went to break, we were talking about the first single family he had purchased. And he had said that it wasn't cash flowing right out of the blocks. And I asked him before we went to break, and I, his answer got cut off. Was was it misoperations after you'd taken classes on how to operate, or was it did you pay too much on the front end? And, uh, Ron, I want you to pick that answer up there. I know that you said it, but it wasn't heard. Yeah, so this this house was never purchased uh, as an investment. It was, you know, a high-dollar um house to live in in Austin when I was working there as an engineer. So that's really kind of the, the reason uh, it, it, it's just the the uh, debt service on it was too much. And I was just wanting to get somebody in there when I was transferring the job just to cover the note and the taxes and the, and the insurance. And if I ate a little bit on maintenance or repair, it was 
not of a concern to me at that time. It was not really operating as a business either. So I got you. So many people uh, run into that, uh, Ronald. I think that's interesting. That's why I wanted to go to it and cover it, because they inherit a house or they move, transfer like you did, and they're stuck with a house, or they get married and the husband and wife each have a house. And all of a sudden, you've got this house that was never purchased as an investment. And I want people to understand, when we buy them as investments, we buy them to make money. And we make money on the purchase, we make money on the sale, we make money on the cash flow. Uh, just taking any old house isn't going to turn a house into a rental property a good idea. That is not very often a good idea, because like you said, you purchase this for consumption. Nice, expensive place for the family to live. So I totally understand. Let's move on there. Uh, after you came out of the two-day, what important points did you bring to your new business model for these first 26 houses you did? So buy them right. Um, we uh, we don't take we don't we already have a place to live, so we don't need to pay to, uh, top dollar for them. Uh, there should be some deferred maintenance, uh, some rehab that needs to be done. Um, there you can use lenders that are connected with lifestyles vendor program that can uh, allow you to uh, even sometimes finance more than 100% of the purchase price and sometimes uh, some of the rehab too, although generally we need to kind of think about bringing the rehab money out of our own pocket. Um, how to to screen the, the residents because you can prevent a lot of headaches up front. As, they, as you say, tenants or residents don't turn bad. They usually already are bad before you get them, and it's your job to figure out which is who is who. Um, access to, to other vendors, not just the hard money lenders, um, to help you operate these properties. Um, how long it should take, you know, to, to rehab a property, uh, putting that sign out in the yard on day one. So you, very often you can get a new tenant, a new resident before it's even finished. Uh, we did that just recently here in, in Houston, which I we have three houses now down in Houston. You may not have known that. One of which is for my daughter, who's got her first cash flowing property and is now in college. Um, yeah, I, I could go on, but that's just a few things. Now, 10 years later or so, you've uh, already purchased some multifamilies, which I'm gonna segment that to a different um, segment of the show. Um, just want to stick with the single families. Now that you've bought the multifamilies, you are looking back at the single families and starting to liquidate some of those. Why don't you tell us the theory behind why you're starting to sell these and tell us what kind of profits you made on these things over this period of time. So to start with the profit, there, there was one, I mean, it was over a hundred percent in one year. Um, definitely double digits. Uh, I've, done to date nearly 30 properties uh, none of them have lost money um, many, we always I always got cash flow I think there was one that I was slightly negative on in terms of the cash flow just because I I kept it for such a short time and and some of that was stable during the stabilization um, point but I made a huge amount in the on the capital gain side which everyone should know is speculation so we don't we don't buy them for 
uh, betting on the appreciation, although we do capture equity, so therefore we've got some built-in component that should be you, you should rely upon. Uh, but you know, very very common to make 20 percent, 30 percent just on the cash flow, cash on cash rate of return. And then when you look at the total return, which combines the capital gains, you can get into the triple digits over sometimes one year, sometimes triple digits over two years. Almost always you're going to get triple, triple digits over three years. Um, so, uh, the rationale, I guess, is just that at, once you start accumulating wealth uh, and you, let's say you sell a house, you've got a chunk of change that needs to be redeployed. It does need to be redeployed, and and if you think about the kind of the time and the diffuse nature of trying to deploy that over uh, several different houses, uh, you start thinking that I should get this deployed in one fell swoop uh, under you know multiple units under one roof. I uh, got one physical location to deal with. You've got one roof to replace when you when when you need to replace a roof. You know, you know one utility company to to, to call, so on and so forth. Now, um, check my time here real quick. It looks like we still have about a minute and a half here. So um, in 2014, and I don't know if we get this in, if you can summarize this pretty quick, but you decided that you'd had it with your job, and you went out and you did what almost everybody does when they first leave their job. They start looking for ways to pick up quick cash, or in other words, they try to go to work. They just quit a job, and now they don't know what to do to make money except work. So they go out and pick up businesses, quote, unquote, and I put parentheses on that, that you work in and on as opposed to invest in and on. Can you give us a – let me see what I got here. I got just a minute and a half. I'm going to start us into this conversation. I'll probably have to pick it up on the back end. Can you give us some idea um, – of what those were and how happy you were with trying to do something other than just invest. Sure. Uh, so I, I thought in my mind, I didn't quite, I hadn't become a millionaire yet um, from the real estate. I think it was a, a year or two, maybe a year and a half later after I, after I retired from corporate America that I actually became net worth of 1 million from the real estate. But uh, you know, from my mind was I had all this time on my hands, uh, the rationale was I, real estate was easy. I was good at real estate. Um, why don't I go ahead and pick up, pay for one of these franchises that you can wholesale, you can learn to become a wholesaler, um, and then I could cut out the middleman because, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we pay maybe sometimes $10,000 to a person to or a company to find a deal for us. But All right, we're going to go to break right now. When we come back, we're going to hear the outcome of this new idea that uh, Ronald had. We'll be right back with Ronald and the Del Wompson Radio Show. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need to change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Ronald Spencer. Uh, lives in Dallas, Texas, but he purchased a couple apartment complexes up in Kansas City. So, uh, Ronald, let's move on to the multifamily side of your story. And let me ask you this question. You've been doing single families fairly successfully. And then you went out there and tried becoming a wholesaler. Let's pick it back up from what you found out about being a wholesaler and your likes and dislikes about it. And then how did you transition into multifamily? So my, back to my rationale for, for doing this uh, to begin with was I thought that I could cut out the middleman and you know, I had all this extra time on my hands now that I don't, I'm not working. Um, it, the single family just did not take very much of my time at all. Um, managing the multifamily does take more of my time, but that was my rationale. I could go out and do this myself and cut out the middleman and then I could find the deals that I wanted to keep and go from there. But really, in reality, what it is, is you put out all this advertising, you may or may not get anything for that advertising, uh, and the calls that you do get, you have to go out, and, and it's just a grind. It's, a, as I said previously, a hustle and a hassle. And I would really re- much rather just pay someone else to do that job for me, and then once I, if, then when I have put out $10,000, um, to get, I actually have a deal rather than just burned it on advertising and it's just gone without any return. So I, it allows you, you know, having someone else bring those deals to you, uh, whether it's another wholesaler or whether it's uh, the realty and um, LU, allows you to focus on what you're good at and actually invest your money into a deal that's likely to, to have a return. So how did you move into multifamily? So I, about 2015, 2016, I uh, really realized that I could start selling my houses um, one or two at a time and get very nice uh, checks, um, 40000 50000 70000 you know, sometimes six-figure checks walking away from closing. So, again, we don't bet on that because it's icing on the cake. We, we go into it knowing that we're going to get some cash flow and that we can depend on that through the bad times. But when you, over time you will have market appreciation. And I realized that I needed to deploy that uh, in order to, to maintain my cash flow. I had to get that money working for me again. And uh, so at that time I, I realized that you know, I had I gotten over this wholesale bug and I needed to move forward. And again, I'd reinforced my, belief in what lifestyles teaches was the, you know, the wisdom, the realism, um, 
And so I decided to take the next step. So trying to take the next step both from single family to multifamily as well as just the progression that uh, maturity continued. So what was your first step in moving into multifamily? What did you do? So I, I wanted to um, listen to as much material as I could from um, lifestyles, um, also old capital podcast, um, looking at different metros. Uh, I, at that point, I had thought that the, the market was overpriced. Of course, that was in 2014, 2015, 2016. In Dallas Fort Worth, looking back, that was not a good um, opinion to have. Uh, but I was wanted to learn about the em- employment and job growth and uh, the statistics in, let's say, Atlanta, uh, Oklahoma City, um, Waco, some of the different metros that were within a, a, an hour, a couple hour flight or or drive time. So I guess mostly just trying to figure out which metro I wanted to invest in since I was I thought that Dallas-Fort Worth and Texas as a whole had been overpriced. So how did you pick Kansas City or Kansas area? I'm sorry, not Kansas City, but Shawnee, Kansas. Well, I was actually up there visiting family, and I had already looked at a number of deals in, in Atlanta uh, and was really realizing that Atlanta was priced not much differently than, than Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, and, and Waco. And I said, you know, I told my, my broker at that time, so Lifestyles didn't have, wasn't able to do out of state, or at least I didn't think so at that time. So I had a different broker and I told them just to find a couple of deals for me while I was up in Kansas city. I kind of wanted to, since I'm from Kansas city, I wanted to know about the, the area and maybe I might find a deal. And after having of course, I, I had become part of the, the, the Lifestyles Preferred Investor Group at that time. I failed to mention that, all the training that goes with that. But uh, I wrote, so after having looked at so many deals and, and, and losing sleep at night thinking, if I do this deal, you know, how am I going to make these numbers work? And then I, saw, I see this opportunity, and it seemed like all the boxes were checked. Nearly all the, all the boxes were checked. So I, I did the first deal up in Kansas City. So. Let me ask you, what kind of unit price, price per unit, were you able to purchase in a sub-market of Shawnee, Texas? This It seems like uh, uh, an unknown area. It's not a major metropolitan area. And I'm curious the difference in price per unit there, say, Dallas area. Okay, so yeah, the Shawnee, Kansas is up Kansas City. So I'm sorry, Shawnee, Kansas City. Yeah, 42000 a unit. 42,000 unit. What year built? 1962. Okay. So um, we're seeing that kind of stuff here in Houston selling for 60 to 80,000 a door. So that seems like uh, quite a bit lower. How did the numbers work out for you? So we, 1.445 million was the uh, purchase price uh, on 34 units. Um, we ended up at putting in, I think, about 10000 a unit. So it, there was no middle ground on these units. I mean, there is just so much deferred maintenance through so many years. Um, 
and so there really was no once you if you try to replace the floor you end up having to replace the subfloor you know if you try to do anything with the kitchen you had to um, move a wall and i know you know that goes against uh, so much of our training that we need to be judicious in where we deploy our uh, investment dollar but um it turned out to no, be I understand because when you're going 60s construction and you're doing renovations, you're going to start running into code problems even at some point that with that old a property compared to what the codes are today. So I, I get that it's much more of a rehab than just a you know clean up mm. paint paintovation type of thing. <laughs> That's right. So, but we we've been able so yeah you know, we can brag about that we've. We've increased the rents by between you know a hundred dollars per month per unit um, on non-renovated units, and up to nearly three hundred dollars per month per unit um, on renovated units. But really, it's always normalized by how much you had to spend to get that increase. So, well, we've got a, a right around fifty percent um, rate of return on the equity side of it on the forced depreciation side of it and we we should i think we're close to about 10 percent rate of return on the cash flow so over five years we definitely should see a hundred percent total rate of return well that's that's really nice um the fact that you already got 50 percent appreciation um so are, how many what percentage of the units have you turned to get to that 50 percent appreciation so far approximately 20 just a, a little more over half so you got a long way. You still got a lot of upside potential in the thing. Got some, yes, yeah. I think it's interesting yeah. you were able to raise the the rents a hundred dollars on the non-renovated units. Also, um, is that because yeah, they because they were poorly operated, or because guy just never raised rents? That's a little combination of both. There's a lot of deferred maintenance on the exterior. Uh, we had to put a new roof on. We had, you know, the when we got in there, the the balconies were falling down. We had a you know, people that were standing on the, the vendor standing on the balcony and it dropped two inches. Um, mm. We got in there and the ledger beams were rotten in the interior. We had lag bolts that were disintegrated and, uh, you know, just a lot of deferred maintenance. So the exterior, the curtain, we had to resurface the parking lot. So, and then the, the city did some, um, a little project on the south end for, for water control. But really, the curb appeal on the exterior really improved over the first nine months. And so people were definitely willing to. And the, the, we were at the bottom of the market. Uh, so we had a lot of room to move up just from that standpoint. So. Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with uh, Ronald Spencer and the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. 
Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Talk 1370, the right choice. Come back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell is Ronald Spencer. Ronald Spencer lives in uh, Dallas area, yet he purchased an apartment complex uh, up in the uh, Kansas City, Kansas area. And uh, he's been doing a turnaround on what seems to be a very, very deep dive type of investment, one that you wouldn't want to do as your first project unless you had taken tremendous amount of training because this is a lot of rehab. It's got some deep problems with it, all of which can be fixed if you know how to do it. But for a beginner, it would just rip you apart without having the support that Ronald had of having great investors around him to be able to ask questions on. So Ronald, uh, as you come up through this problem and you've been at it for a while now and you've cleaned it up, uh, what have you learned from all this, and what is your future going to be? Well, so we just closed on another uh, property about six weeks ago, about you know 1.8 miles away. So uh, at first, the lender wouldn't let us self-manage, uh, especially on such a, a deep, uh, deep value-add project as that, and being out of state owner. Uh, not knowing really kind of how the, the the value or they're coming around now, but they weren't really calibrated to the value that, that lifestyles brings. Um, they are now. They they so the same lender for the second property, and they let us self manage. So we've been self managing now for three months. Uh, have 
an employee, full-time employee there in the Kansas City market. Um, there's, as an engineer who thrives on problem-solving, rising to challenges, and being the you know back office coordinator, I think my core competency is staying put in the office and coordinating, uh, not you know resisting that temptation to to go to the property. And do things yourself, obviously, uh, which you can't do when you're eight and a half hours away. Um, but uh, just the, the systems that need to be put in place to empower your employees to do their job uh, correctly. Um, I think uh, just understanding, you have a deeper, deeper understanding of the multifamily business model, um, the accounting behind it, which I do myself, um, I think uh, there, I've learned a lot. I can't really think of anything else right now off the top of my head, but there's a lot. So being where you're at now, looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. what would you share with the audience that uh, you might have done differently? Well, uh, I can't say that I would have been better off having getting a deal in Dallas, but I think I, I it may have been – a wash in terms of the the success that I would have had. Uh, definitely stay stay on track with lifestyles. Um, don't think that it's just another investment program. I mean, there in my mind, there is something definitely special about lifestyles. Whether it's, I mean, definitely it's come from. I think started from you and your ability, your vast experience owning and managing properties. But don't venture out. Um, you know, stay within the the um, the box, so to speak. Uh, it's a big enough box; it'll get to where you where you need to go. Um, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Um, go to the networking events. There's a lot of great people in lifestyles. People just like you and me, uh, hardworking individuals who you know they don't want a free ride. Uh, they just want to be able to see a result from their effort and have a, a greater degree of control over their lives and over their investments. And, um, you know, you'll make some great friends. Uh, it, you know, just some of my best friends, I think, are, are from even compared to family sometimes. You know, you can expect more from a, a person than from lifestyle conversation. Um, uh, just were you surprised how open time. people were at Lifestyles about their finances? And about how to giving away their information on, on how to operate this stuff, giving it openly to you, sharing it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so it's almost you know borderline bragging, right? We we like to brag, uh, so we have to reel that in sometimes. But just the willingness, just that abundance mentality, um, willingness to share um, what worked, what didn't work, um, helping others. It's a community. And it's now it's a national or international community. So you know, I, I love the fact that that I went to school in Michigan, and there's a group up in Michigan. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that there's a small, you know, just just getting started up in Kansas City, but some um, some interest up there. Um, I like the fact that I can go through Muskogee, Oklahoma, and know that if I wanted to, I could stop and and uh, talk to another fellow investor. Uh, so, Okay. So what do you see as for the future? 
Now, you've, you know, you've done, well, you're on your second apartment complex. Do you have a, a grand plan or are you just taking it as it comes? So I, I would, I probably want to do at least another multifamily deal uh, as a lead. Um, but eventually I need to come out the other side and be a passive. And I'll just, again, I believe in what you teach. I believe in that maturity continuum. And then, and then I would like to give back. Uh, so I've already offered to, 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 to teach the uh, introductory workshop, um, would like to be a mentor at some point. Well, that's always exciting to be able to give back. That's uh, the final. In fact, I've always said people aren't really rich if they don't have something to give away. So if you have enough to give back and share, then obviously you're doing better. I uh, really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your information. I like uh, the concept of uh, purchasing up in Kansas City. Um, you say you've got a small group of people up there starting. I like that. I like to see these little uh, areas grow and prosper. And we've had that happen all over the country now, so I appreciate you being involved in that. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with anybody? We've only got just about 30 seconds left here. Uh, no, just uh, if, you're, if you're on the fence, go to Introductory Workshop, um, meet people like myself, and uh, see, if, see if it's, it rings true to you. So that just get you... Uh, in the door, and then the rest will will take over from there. In my opinion, so. Well, Ronald, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. And the rest of you out there, realize this: Ronald, myself, and all the other Lifestyles members, we're not doing this just to make a little bit more money. We're doing this to completely change the quality of our lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.